What up, everyone? Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Nerds in the City, a Central Florida podcast talking about nerd cultures, movies, games, comics, movie reviews, and some events hopefully happening in and around Central Florida. As always, this is your host, Tony, with Damn Nick. Okay, we're going to have to come to a resolution. Okay, Damn Nicks? No, it's, it's something else. It's going to be something else. Right, so, I don't like Nicks. I don't like to be referred to as a... As a sentence of of sorts. Okay. It's just weird. We'll just call you Nick. How about Nick's? No. That's not a compromise. That's, not in that's a compromise because I want that. <laughs> <laughs> no, bro. We should do a poll. Yeah. No. We're just sticking with damn Nick. No. No. Yeah. no. You only, only one vote. One vote only and I, and I get to vote it. Because I'm in the committee. Of, do you want to be in the committee of the nickname committee? The committees are dumb. Okay, so you don't get anything done. So the committee of Case that point. the committee of that committee thinks <laughs> no. So it's damn Nick. All right, how you been, man? That's cool. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I blinked and it's already another week. Yeah, you made a late. Uh, what is it? You said mm-hmm. so. Nick, Nick. I will have to share this. It's funny. Nick made a shrine of light shrine. Oh, <laughs> from out of a clock. <laughs> it looks like, like Deadpool though. It looks cool. It looks like Deadpool, <laughs> Deadpool logo. Shrine. Shrine to Deadpool. Is yeah, a shrine to Deadpool. It's just lights. It's just lights. Uh, but yeah, I this whole past weekend was a blur. Oh, I what did I do? I can't even remember. No, I did an MMA event. I I took photos of. It was fun. So a few people got knocked out. So anything break? No breaks. Luckily enough, I have not yet to see a break. Now I did see a dislocation, a knee dislocation on one event, but you were with me on that one. But was it like, uh, it just yeah, happened. so no, because, OK, what's well, funny is like you would have to actually look at that. Like, it's not just that, that it happens in front of you because whatever. But like the fact that you actually have to capture it on on camera or digital, whatever, because it's like, oh, did you catch that? Like, no. I can't look at it. Like, I can't look at it. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Ugh. But mm. yeah, it was uh, it went by pretty quickly. But let's get into some topics. You got all right. So the first one was um, announced today, and it was they're making a Borderlands movie. And I'm really ha- trying to grasp that whole idea right there. Which you know what? I don't mind. I don't mind. I'm a huge Borderlands player. I love Borderlands. I, 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 I like it uh, because Claptrap is funny, comedic, and I think they could do a post apocalyptic comedy action series out of it. Maybe one or two movies. I don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, like a series. I mean, they have very unique looking characters. Yeah. And the story is, I guess, if you really want to look at it on a basic, the story can be really basic. Yeah. Right? It, because it's, it's you know, it's one person trying to, trying to help an organization, kind of like, you know, whatever, but, and the tattoos would look cool. I think the tattoos, because they glow like that, <clears throat> yeah. would be a cool thing to do. I'm just, I don't know. I'm just trying to picture it. I don't mind it. That that's one video game adaptation that they make it, which mm-hmm. they seem like they are. Um, that wouldn't bother me. It wouldn't be, what, it, I mean, no, because it, it's so simple. It's so simple because the the premise of the game is very simple. It's like, yeah. uh, like how you just said it. It's just you're one character uh, trying to fight an organization. It's harder to be like, oh, I'm gonna do a Mario Super Mario Brothers movie adaptation because. It's still like you you have more of a goal because you're trying to as save long the as princess. Because you know, it's funny if you're gonna make a 
game adaptation of that, you have to treat the character like um one of, I guess my favorite way to look at it would be have you ever seen Snake Plissken, uh Escape from New York, Escape yeah. from LA? That. I mean an almost an unwilling but whatever character that just does gophers for you. Like he himself is just a sole person that does his stuff and just send him to do it. Like he's not the let's say the leader. He's not like anything. He's just a gopher. Yeah. But that's what the game is like. This is just a guy, the person you just send to do all this stuff for you, but he's not like anything ranking in the organization either way. Yeah. So on top of that mm-hmm. is that they announced that Kevin Smith is signed on to the project as Roland. He signed on to the pro- to the Borderlands. Yep, as Roland. Supposedly he's casted as Roland. As a, as rumors saying he, uh, they confirmed that he's in the movie, and there's rumor already, or they confirmed that he's gonna play Roland. Isn't Roland the crazy guy who's always in his underwear? No. Yeah. R- Roland is uh, the 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 leader of uh, the resistance. Tall African American guy, bald. He was in Borderlands two. I think he. I haven't played three. I only played three. That's he's he's in two. I know that. Okay. So he. I don't. I, I don't. I don't see him. I I see him. If they, he did the voiceover of no, Cla- Claptrap that I'm thinking about. But let me see something. So yeah. So I I think uh, he would be sorry. player be best played for Claptrap because I guess his comedic wit and timing. And I think he he'll I think he'd be played best, but I don't know how he's gonna feel as being just a voiceover. I mean. For, Kevin Smith is like all about those kind of stuff. So Kevin Smith, Kevin Hart. Oh, you said Kevin Smith. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Kevin Hart. Okay, that threw me off. I'm like, that's what threw me off. I'm like, what? But um, Kevin Smith, yeah, Kevin Smith could not play Roland, but Kevin okay. Hart is assigned as Roland. Sorry, okay, I said no, okay, Kevin that's Smith. different. I no, I'm saying this. that's different because I, I swear to you, when I when you said Kevin Smith, I'm like, there was a character in the, at least a third of the adaptation that it was like this guy who kind of always led you, gave you advice and stuff like that. But yeah. the whole time, the guy's basically walking around is is under is like <laughs> tidy whities and stuff. Like he was crazy. So I was like, yeah, I can see Kevin Smith doing that. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, no, that it was like that. Yeah, but no, Kevin Hart, Kevin okay. Hart as Roland. So he, this is kind of an action thing for him, right? Because like, and it's not that he hasn't done action, but he hasn't done action to the to a level where it's considered a. I guess non-comedic action movie has he? No, not that. It, and you know what's funny that mm-hmm. I just noticed that Kevin, you you know how you watch older movies and you see bigger stars in them as extras, though they have like one line. Kevin Hart was in Along Came Polly. Oh, I know that. I didn't know that until I watched it yesterday <laughs> with my wife. She's never seen it, but when we uh, saw, I was like, "That's Kevin Hart." Yeah, I was like, "Oh, that's awesome." I mean, there was so many movies that he started to do that kind of like like little cameo. Like, remember a scary movie? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of those, but that's what, yeah. I remember that him that, in that movie. Yeah. So, but yeah. So they 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 have him signed on. But in regards to Borderland, mm-hmm. just to wrap around before we get to the next. Okay. Yeah, it's worth it's worth making because I feel like it's I feel like isn't it's it a be, fun experience? I guess isn't it be, yes. It, I, I you have to do it with a lot more fun and adventure rather than try to because I think when you make more serious video games uh, adaptation. That's that's you have to take a lot more care. I feel but like when you I, do something like that, we just kind of shoot them up for fun, you know. I feel like I want it to be a mixture of like Scott Pilgrim versus meets like Mad Max, Fury Road. Okay. I I wonder why haven't they done a movie like Scott Pilgrim like already? Like I thought that was like such a perfect like video game style movie where it was like it was a good balance. Yeah. And I have yet to see that same balance brought to any other movie. 
of what comedic no just in general like a comic book or, or comic book or gamer style movie made into live action but every they're either gonna go too far in one of the two directions they don't have a balance like that where it's like live action with with comic book like details like i love it when it's i don't know when it's a good balance of it like uh there was a movie i remember when i was a kid i think it was called uh confessions of an altar boy where this kid would look at everything like a comic book oh yes i remember see that yes, was a, yes, that yes, was yes. an interesting adaptation that was a good balance so it wasn't as good as Scott pilgrim but i like that and i think if they were to make if you're gonna make a gamer movie if you're gonna make a live gamer gaming movie whatever you're gonna bring a game to life yeah i think it should have those elements you should not stay away from it you should kind of embed it somehow to embrace it because that's yeah. what it is no no of course so yeah, so I, there's there's there has to be like a few out there that probably like post Scott Pilgrim that just flew under the radar. You think so? I feel maybe there is, or they they one of those have like that cult classic that's like very underground movie that just a few handful of people really watched it. But that's what I want to see when Borderlands comes out. Okay. Yeah. So on to our next subject was uh, HBO Max is. It's getting bigger because they're uh, absorbing a lot of DC uh, content. And what they have announced now is that they're coming out with a Harry Potter uh, TV series. I saw that. And I, th- I feel like they're, they're seeing this because of the success that, one, Star Wars is getting from The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. And also what is expected to be or what's going on with Marvel, with WandaVision out now. And then um, Falcon and um, and uh, I'm I'm drawing a blank right now. Well, uh, I mean, the one thing I'm hoping for is that they take and when Falcon and Winter Soldier. I'm sorry, um, I had they, to they take it the the example that the Mandalorian produced, which was to create a character based in that world, but not heavily, like not heavy handed. Attach it to anybody in particular, anybody main character from the original movies, because those people's stories was told, and you can reference it here and there. But I think it's better to start a new story, something that everybody can learn and experience together, rather than just kind of because that's what happens with these adaptations or these different things, where it's like you're just taking this story that already exists, and the minute you start to tell it in a different way, yeah, the same story, people are just going to nitpick it. Yeah, and so that's the- why I think Mandalorian is is a little bit good which is like a little bit safe from where it's like you don't have to nitpick it because it's not a new, it's not a story that we know about yeah and that's a, you know it's funny that's the same thing with like rogue one it's like it's in that time frame we knew where it was going to end mm-hmm. when they told us the, the the synopsis of what the movie is yeah but it it just it didn't associate itself to one character at all or a particular character so i think with with uh, harry potter coming out the tv series which i would like is if they called it Hogwarts and it's just like everything that happened during the school, probably a thousand years post Harry, a thousand years pre Harry. You mm-hmm. get me? It's, it's just set in the world of Harry Potter, which is like Hogwarts, wizardry, mm-hmm. wizardry, uh, wizardry. Oh, I can't even talk today. Damn. I need a drink. That's no, like, um, but yeah, so I do think that I, they haven't confirmed a writer, a script, an idea they just uh, confirmed that they are making it so this is something to look forward to and then on top of that i think that would also help universal 
probably because if, if it if it pops off really well, I think they might add it to an addition to their park as an added attraction. What so, about if it was a story based on a student, a new student that we int- we had introduced to that basically his parents could be muggles, right? Yeah. And obviously there's a lot of that kind of bigotry in that kind of, you know, back and forth. But he's based on the timeline where all the characters uh, like we know would be students that could be not people that be but main characters, but at least in the background, like Snape could be a student in the background. Harry Potter's parents could be students in the background. So, yeah. So pre Harry, when they were when their parents were students. Yeah. And then uh, the person they could focus the most on was um, the one, the girl who died in the bathroom. That'd be a cool. Oh, yeah. Who have you handed to tell her story a little bit more with her? Because she's like kind of a secondary character in those. I don't know. Just I mean, not heavy handed with the main characters and not too foreshadowing with it. Yeah. But definitely somebody we experience this whole world with that's new. Because I think that's what somebody said. They said that there were so many little details and nuances with Harry Potter that the movies could not explore it from the books. That that's the benefit of doing uh, doing a, a TV show that can explore those but I think it's better to experience it with a new character, a new story, rather than, again, heavily handedly using characters we know. Yeah, no, that's true. That that's what I I completely agree with that. It's almost like with this thing with the Mandalorian. Well, because that's what I think we that's, keep growing up. We, we talked back and back and forth, but yeah, the reboots. That's things where reboots get it wrong because if you just retell the same story, people are gonna nitpick it. But people yeah. are nostalgic, so they love the things that they remember that they loved. So it's better just tell. A story, a, a new, new story, story in that world, a new story in a nostalgic setting. Yeah, and then yeah, just reference anything either from the book that would come out, or mm-hmm. even in the movies, and and move on from there. But let's see what they come out with because they haven't said anything. All right, so next, yes, and this is something that just came out Sunday, mm-hmm. which was King Kong versus Godzilla, or Godzilla versus King Kong. The trailer? The trailer. I loved it. I did love it. However, I have a nitpick, but go ahead. Yeah, all right. So I loved it. Uh, one thing that, and it's already speculated, is that Godzilla is not Godzilla. It's Mechagodzilla in like a in a hybrid lizard skin attire or something. Because one is that last, because the movie was supposed to come out last year. So what the toy companies did is they released the toys before the movies came out, and they came out with the pictures of God- Mecha Godzilla on mm-hmm. all the boxes. Yeah, and on the trailer there were small scenes that it looks like they built a Mecha Godzilla. So there were there's speculations that Godzilla is not really Godzilla, or that it's really Mecha Godzilla. So that like- way you can keep God uh, King Kong as a hero. And Godzilla's a hero because that's not the real Godzilla? Yeah. So, well, this would answer one question I really have. Because, honestly, it feels like Godzilla is super small compared to his normal height, his normal his normal size. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, in the trailer, you see him on top of a, a, of a carrier, you know. A, 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 you mean a, King Kong? No, both of them. Oh, yeah, he was on top of that. They were fighting on top of that. So I'm like, wait a minute. And I'm not saying that those things are not big; they're huge. But this character is supposed to be as big as a skyscraper, right? Mm-hmm. And 
just these two characters that are as big as two skyscraper buildings can just stand on top of this one carrier, this one shipping carrier. Yeah, like that's maybe why it's like a like a, a like specifically made because the carrier was holding King Kong. Yeah, that's on it. that's and that's what I'm saying. Is that, again, I I felt like he would literally walk onto land and little boats would stick onto him. Right, that's yeah. how big they made him seem. And this one, he is on a literal boat. Yeah. To the point, that's what I'm saying. He can interact with characters. In the the original, they made I feel like they made him so big he could not interact with anybody. Like he could not stare. I don't think they did stare downs or whatever with little characters. So that's what I'm saying. I felt like this character is way smaller than I felt like he's way smaller. Like he's building height, but small building as opposed to and the other one. I felt like they just made him into like little large buildings height, like skyscrapers. Yeah, They're and I know big. they make King uh, King Kong bigger, but at least it's somewhat explanatory. Like. Because he was a teenager, kid, or teenager. He was a teenager the at the end of uh, Skull Island. Yeah, so he's he's like the size of a child compared to an adult. That that difference. Yeah, he's a, he was a young teenager. So he's okay, whatever, but, but King Kong, I mean, Godzilla just seems like he's he way. Like, he got older, so he got smaller. <laughs> he's so older, he got smaller. <laughs> but I'm saying, but if it's what you said, and he's Mecha, like they could not build a robot to that, his scale. To his they scale, said they made him smaller. Yeah. So, and that and that was another question, or a lot of people were saying when. When the photos came out, was like, how is Godzilla King Kong literally probably equal to height as Godzilla? And that's another question that, that but that's the thing we don't know. We know that Mecha Godzilla, Mecha Godzilla is going to show up somehow. I don't know if that's going to be the I'm just saying big like, bad. I hope they don't do a Martha thing. Like they make they make them more amiable and not amiable, more like because they literally in the trailer you see King Kong with handcuffs. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, the way they made Godzilla look in the first one, there was nothing on Earth they couldn't create that can restrain him like that to, to put handcuffs on him like that. This, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't seem like they're in the same realm of size. Yeah. No, no, of course not. But that's why I'm like, I'm wondering, you know, I, I, want, I hope they explain it. Because if they're just going to let us arbitrary, eh, you know, whatever, it, it, they, they know not, what it is. They, they're not going to notice the difference. Yeah. Like, I no, hate no. that. Or the axe, his battle axe that he had. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> that was so bizarre. Like I've never seen. Have they ever had weapons in the movies like that? I don't remember. That's what I'm I don't remember them having actual physical weapons like for their scale and size. Yeah, I, they, I can see them grab a building, but not like an actual axe. Yeah, it looks like he has like Thor's. He has Stormbreaker in his hand. <laughs> Actually, I saw that. Somebody compared <laughs> it. Somebody, somebody said like, who did it better? Yeah, and they showed a, a scene from. Uh, um, Infinity, Endgame, yeah, Infinity Endgame. War went with Thor and Thanos, and then this is mm-hmm. uh, King Kong with Godzilla. Almost like looks he like was ab- his Stormbreaker was absorbing that blast from Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, so but the trailer looks amazing. So I'm mm. I'm super hyped about it. It's it's gonna it's gonna be great. But I also know that they delayed it a few months already. They already they already said they're gonna put a delay on it. I don't know. You know what's so funny It's like it's gonna get to the point now where it's like there's gonna there's gonna be. So many, like, basically, gonna be period pieces. You know how, like, when you watch a movie that's set in the eighties or something like that. Yeah. Obviously, it's not a modern day movie. It's like a period piece. It's set in the eighties or something. So I felt like these movies are getting to the point where they're set so old that they're like setting it like, oh well, those jokes don't remember first now. Like, that's, those are pre quarantine movies. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, like there's gonna be habits and things they do in the movie. Like, oh, I remember that. Like, yeah. <laughs> like they don't do that now, but yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. It's just so funny. Oh, man. But yeah, it mm-hmm. looks it looks really good. I am like, super excited to see what happens with it. Mm-hmm. But last topic. Mm-hmm. All right. So 
Uh, something that I know we discussed a lot, and I don't know if you did, is that GameStop uh, mm. stock drove up to like $140 a stock. Okay, but why? Okay, so so here's the thing. So what happened or what had happened or what from ha- happened. what ha- happened, what I'm reading, researching, trying to understand more, mm-hmm. was that there was a hedge fund company mm-hmm. trying to drive the stock price down of GameStop to buy it low, and hopefully when it when it regulates, they'll make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So I guess so, uh, Reddit, a subreddit of Wall Street Bits, I think it's called. So Reddit found found this out or got a leak of it. So everybody, like it was like a meme search. So everybody, um, a meme search, I think it's called. So that everybody started telling everybody else. So everybody bought into. Uh, GameStop stock in increments, just individuals buying, like, and that's what drove the price up so high, so that it fucked over the hedge fund company that's trying to buy, bring it down to buy it. Oh, so they were trying to buy the company. They were trying to bring down the low, so mm-hmm. they could buy. I don't know how much. It, I think they were trying to just invest a lot of money into the company, because cause GameStop is not doing is not at a fantastic spot that they're in because everything is they're just mostly brick and mortar yeah and they have an online store but you're competing with amazon and everybody else on online to to get your anime comic books not comic books video games merch t-shirts i'm surprised they don't they don't do they don't follow the model that um there's a photography company in new york uh not bnh the other one um adorama adorama right yeah that's they do shippings through Amazon. Like I can buy, like they have their own Amazon store. Yeah. So I'm surprised they don't. Uh, uh, game GameStop just doesn't do that. Well, they did it with ThinkGeek. That's who they own them. Okay. Bought. So I think that's their their online presence more for mm-hmm. merch. But what happened was that everybody on Reddit and Reddit just took over Wall Street on this stock that they just price surged the hell out of it. To, to to expand this bubble and and they know that after, I don't know how long it's gonna last. It is. It's. it's I mean, it's can, people can, people hold on to whatever they want. I mean, but the thing is now, the people that started this whole thing just probably made so much money that they have to sell in order to to liquidate to, it to liquidate. So like, so yeah, by like them selling it alone, I think doesn't that drive the price start driving price? Yeah, down? once they start selling, it isn't, isn't a problem because, the they don't, price, because but, it makes it seem like it's a stable market. Like they don't know they're gonna keep that money. So yeah. like, oh. I'm, I made a million dollars right now. Let me just yeah. There was one guy was uh, day trading with thirty five thousand for a few days, and he ended up making like eleven million dollars on that stock alone. I find that. Oh so... no, he was working it. He was doing it for a year because I remember a year ago mm-hmm. it was at four dollars, and within a year it went up to like hundred over hundred forty bucks. Yeah, I find that that culture so interesting. I don't know. Sometimes I want to get into it, but. I... I don't even Go know where to start. It. I did it. I, I did. I started with 50, 40 bucks and I just researched small companies. I'll buy like two or three stocks here, sell it, buy another one, sell it. I've made like 40 bucks, but That's it's, what I'm, it's, I I'm just make... testing the waters until I start putting more money into it. But but I want to do, I don't know if I want to do day trading specifically, but I want to definitely, I, I find, I just find the culture of how things move and operate and and like how they like movies the same thing with movies like i could i could predict with movies where it's like you start seeing the trend that movies follow yeah. very easily like i've said this before remember when we talked talking about the doppelganger movies right yeah where, because again that's a culture of the time where it's like well now it seems like anything with aliens is a thing so now you're going to definitely expect more movies to have to do with aliens to be a popular thing so it's like yeah. a, 
I don't know, just reading society in general. Like, yeah. So they were, they were saying that they read it again, did it once. Uh, another time was with, I think it was with Kodak. Mm-hmm. When Kodak was towards the end of its time, I don't know if they're still open, but towards when they were really low, they they did like a meme burst and they skyrocketed the price of the company. All everybody in, through Reddit through small investors just buying tick uh, buying stock and just driving the price up and then selling at the end. So it was funny. So I thought I thought GameStop was like when I read it, I was like yes, and I sold mine early, so I didn't didn't make much. Oh, so oh, you know. read it and you just... Oh, no, I bought it. I uh, I bought it when it was like a $9, like mm-hmm. five months ago, six months ago. And then I was like, you know, I know it was going to go up. I knew it was going to go up because PS5, Xbox, all the, the pre-orders, the games, accessories, a, a lot of people Christmas shopping. So I knew there was going to be a burst. I knew it was going to go up. You think so? I knew it was going to go up. I really didn't. I knew it was going to go up. Uh just because it's in the gaming industry and, and a lot of people is supply and demand. So a lot of people are either they're either going to go to Walmart, Amazon, GameStop, which a lot of people go just because automatically your mind goes to it. So I knew it was going to go up. I knew it was going to go up. Didn't know it was going to go that much. I was like, oh, I bought it at 10. I'll probably, I'll probably sell at 30. And I was like, when I got to 30, I was like, all right, cool. I mean, some money, some change from it. And the next day it went to 60. I was like, damn it. I'm like, I sold it. And then the day after that was like 90. And then a week later, I was like 140. I was like, I think the problem you had was you try to read the market. Like when you buy it, I think when you have, I I mean, I'm I'm learning this stuff. I'm getting by you, but I just feel like that kind of stuff is like, you just kind of have to have a set. Like I'm going to sell it at this number or this date period. Mm -hmm. Because it's so, it's like gambling. It's almost like, you know, you start, you start winning. You're like, Oh my God, I got it. I gotta, I gotta keep on going, but then you're like, that's how you lose. Yeah, because the venture is gonna drop. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. I think you're always, you have to always have to create your own like, your way, your 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 indicator to get out. Yeah, but mm. it is what it is. We live, we learn. Hey, that's the fun, the fun part about it. But hey, you yeah. never know. Maybe one day you buy some shares in some random little company that nobody ever heard of just because it sounds a cool name and next thing you know it's worth a million dollars like yeah i know right i hope so <laughs> all right guys we're gonna take a quick break and come back with damn nix's corner review oh my gosh Welcome back, everyone, to Damn Nix's Corner Review. <laughs> this week, we have a single feature. Yes, we do. Which was Promising Young Woman. Yes. So, the premise of this movie is, well, it's about a young woman uh, by her name is Cassie. Um, so, what her what the, what the it starts off, you can watch in the trailer, you can see it, is that she has this thing she does this thing and it obviously stems from some past trauma where she pretends to be intoxicated at social places like clubs waits for somebody to help like quote unquote help her and those people that try to help her try to take advantage of her sexually and that's when she changes character as far yeah. as she sober she shows them that she's been sober the whole time and yeah. you know whatever so it's so this movie, I would say, is not exactly how I pictured it, mm-hmm. but I actually, and there was parts of it where, because so there, there was one huge, there was one huge thing that bothered me 
because I felt like you could you could see it coming. But at the same time, as mad as it was, because I was like, man, I don't want it to happen because that's a that's a clear thing that could happen in this kind of movie. That's a clear kind of twist that can happen. Yeah. And I don't like when things are so like. It was predictable for me. That's what I'm saying. I don't like when things are predictable. At the same time, rather it being predictable or not, the reason I I accepted it at the end was there was no other way that the movie can progress without that. Without the outcome. Without that predictable moment. Yes. So that's where I was like, okay. And the reason I was okay with that predictable moment is because it it also had unpredictable moments that I didn't see coming. Uh. I understood them, but I didn't see them coming. Okay. Um, so, so this one, all right. So with with let me give me a little too sensitive before you, because I know you have a lot to say about this. Yeah. So with this movie, one, it I had that when knowing about the trailer, mm-hmm. it gave me a lot. It already gave me a feeling. Not more that, expectation. Not more expectation, but I'm like, mm, it's gonna be a different view, like Hard Candy. If you yeah. remember, Hard Candy was a similar thing, but the the girl um, uh, tracked it was down. A revenge. Tra- re- no, it was revenge, but she the girl tracked down pedophiles. Yeah. So this one was women with uh, date raping. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, it it's completely it's the same correlation of like taking advantage of somebody that they're not uh, unable to take defend themselves. But I was like, oh, okay. Coming into, I was like, all right. I knew what I was expecting because of the trailer. The twist in the movie, or the the how the atmosphere changed slightly, mm. or the the progression of the character's growth changed or movement was like was unexpected. But then I'm like, I I already saw it was so foreshadowing ahead of it. I'm like, the way the movie paced and and how they paced it. I'm like I already know what's gonna happen. I mean, we're definitely gonna have more of a spoiler full discussion after this, but I understand what you mean. Yeah. So yeah. So the pacing was uh, was was good at the beginning and towards the end, but the whole middle was either I don't know where they were going, and I don't know what kind of story they were trying to tell. I felt like they were trying to tell two different well, types. I'll go two, into two, it with you two, afterwards. But two different I, I, stories. I, th- I think I grasped it. Yeah. No. Yeah. So I felt like they were trying to do what the premise said, what the trailer said. And then they had another underlying, another s- simultaneous storyline going on at the same time, trying to be perpendicular to each other and try to cross over you at times. To, the way I was looking at it was more of a, she was, she was progressing. Like all the stuff that she was doing in the beginning, I felt was like one stage of it. You ever seen like a, like, not, I don't know if she would have gone this far, but okay. So have you ever seen, um. Movies about serial killers. Yeah. They don't always go out and start killing the first people they start trying things with. It's always like a, a weird little kind of progression where they start to kind of feel more confident doing more and more things. Yeah. So I felt like in a way with what she was trying to accomplish, she was getting bolder. And I think that's what it was. And I think it was a difficult transition for her to try to get to that point because I guess there's parts of her personality and I guess maybe humanity that she didn't want to let go to go to that extra step that she wanted, she felt like she needed to get to. Yeah. But then the movie showed that there was almost like another option where she can actually, instead of going to this darker path, she can start to kind of redeem herself. Yeah. Or find, you know, an actual, like, life. Um, 
so I think that's where it's like I think that's for me that's where the movie was. It was this transition of this woman from becoming one of two different things, and I was pleasantly surprised with what how it ended, and I'll discuss it with you why because I don't want to ruin it for anybody. But I really liked this movie. I really did. Um, I enjoyed it. Even like I said, there was a predictable part of it. But like I said, that predictable part felt like it was the only way for the movie to progress the, to the next step. Because I could not, you know, that's one thing I, I usually try to figure out a better way they could have done it. Yeah. And I'm not saying they couldn't have, but I couldn't f- at that moment really think about it. So I'm like, I can understand. I need I know it needed to, ha- in a sense, no, happen. No, no, no. That's the thing. I agree with you with that. I think the way the movie ended was the right way to ending it. Not just the ending. I'm talking about the part. There's parts in the middle where it's like you kind of saw because I didn't see I, I didn't see parts of the end like happen the way it did, but I did see parts of the middle happen the way it did. I was like, oh, I felt like I knew that was coming, and I was like, I hate. It. I was so mad. You can ask John Marianne. I was like, man, no, I know what's gonna happen this way. I know it's because, but I don't want it to. I, I want them to be more creative. Yeah. But then when it actually happened and the next steps over, you're like, you know something, I'm okay with it because they needed to take. I needed. They needed to have that moment happen. in order for the next. Part, part to happen yeah um but it was different i liked it and it, you know what i liked about it too i was watching uh what i realized was i felt like they all when they make these movies and they always make it about these sorry these kind of like these assholes i'm sorry but like jerks or whatever they always use very specific people that act a very specific way so you kind of feel like oh man you know you were like you already self-identify that that guy's a jerk or that guy's this or that guy's sleazy, whatever. Yeah. Like, they I, deserved it already from the get Something like that. You can always tell. They kind of paint them in that picture. Yeah. But I think they purposely used all all the people that you would consider nice guys. Yeah. All the actors they chose to play these parts were all relatively sweet, nice guys in their own perspective movies, and they had that culture. So, and I think that's what the whole premise of the movie was. It was like... These guys do these atrocious things, and in retrospect, they probably see themselves as nice guys. They they yeah. see themselves as people trying to do benevolent things, but then they do these just hideous acts, and they don't try to think too much about it because thinking about it too much takes away this idea that they have, or maybe other people have, of them being nice guys. Yeah. And that's where I think that's where it shows you. It's like, no, if you do this, if you take advantage of... And that's right, because the selection of actors that they had to They were portray- all considerably nice guys in their own f- movies. Movies, and, yeah. yeah. And even the main... They, there was one main person who they kind of focused on, who they discussed the whole time, which they never showed a picture of him. But when they showed him, I was like, oh, I thought it was going to be like some like slick, you know, toxic masculinity type guys. Like, But it wasn't at all. No, not at all. So that's why I think it was good because it was like it showed you it's like it's not about, you know, you know, this this guy's a jerk and this guy would be the one to take advantage of yeah. you. No, it's like no. Anyone. Anyone. And that's where you gotta get away from it because no, you're not a nice guy if you do this A, B, and C. You're yeah. not a nice guy if you take advantage of this situation or that situation or that person in that vulnerable moment. Like so stop looking at yourself that way. That yeah. you're not a nice guy. Yeah. Actually look at yourself and see the acts that you do. And overall, you don't, you're not that at all. You're not that person you think you assume you are. And also, I like the way she approached everything. She didn't really go there and sit heavy handedly, accuse people of something or paint them in that way towards them. She just asked them simple questions. Her type type of confrontation, confrontation, and the, the, the time she took into how she planned it. 
was beautiful. Yeah, so methodical. Uh, I loved it. That's one thing I loved about it. Like, it was not heavy-handed. It was not like very abrasive no, and she aggressive. Did very nuanced things that just people just felt. Because and that what, was a scary part about it. That was a, the that was a thing that you like. Ooh, that's somebody you don't want to mess with at all. Because no, but, and that's she's what I loved not a, about it. It, she, it doesn't come off as aggressive. It doesn't come off very combative. It's like this is what it is, and this is how it's going to happen. I mean, this is this is what you're yeah. doing, and and these are but, your and actions of and it. And that's what about, that's what I loved about it because she would just. Especially when it comes to the confrontations, so let's say those those sleazy guys, it would just be like she didn't like attack him or she accuse him. She would just act. She would just change her person. Like, well, I'm not drunk, and they freaked out. Like, and it was like, well, but and then she would just she would be super nonchalant about like, but why? What's wrong? Yeah. Like, I don't understand what just happened. What you were ready to do something? What happened? And it was, just, but it showed the bigotry. It showed how bad they actually were to them to that person. Yeah, because it's like, you know, like why change? And now this person is whatever. And you're like, you're freaking out about it. You yourself have to recognize you get attacked. You get abrasive and attack. She hasn't accused you of anything. She hasn't yeah. confronted you or anything. But you feel bad. Why? Because they realize like, <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah, exactly. And I, that's- I, I, I made some horrible. I was about to make some horrible choices. Yeah. And somebody caught me in the moment, called me out on it. And there's nothing. There's no way out of it. That's one of the things that I, I loved about it. it. Yeah. There's no way of justifying it other than saying, "I'm a nice guy." That's not me. Like, this is what it is. This is what you were doing. And what is it? What's going on? Yeah. It's like it's like people give them like she's the type that gives like tough love. Like that's the way. It's not love, but you know how people are like oh you give tough love. Like you call it as it is right then in the moment, and that's what she did when people were not expecting. It's like it, it, instant. Instant, uh, what is it called? Intervention, mm-hmm. right then and there. <laughs> I really did enjoy it. Like I love how she approached everything, and I love the colors. Like everything was so bright and shiny and beautiful and and nice throughout the whole movie. And you're like, but the subject matter, it was just, it just made you uncomfortable. And I love that the combination of of the color palette and the, and the visuals combined with what they talked about. Not even very heavy hand, just what what was mentioned or what what yeah. they they talked about. But it was just like, man, I love that. I love that kind of that kind of change of pace like that. But yeah, so I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was brilliant. Um, I know there's gonna be parts that are gonna be upset you, but it's one of those things where you get ups- like put it this. I think with movies, there's a lot of parts that upset us, and yeah, I could give a bad review, right? Mm-hmm. Because because ultimately, I felt like that thing that upset me made the movie bad. But with this one, the things that upset me it was redeemable. It was an understand. Yeah, exactly. It was understandable. It was justified. It was like I can see it. Yeah. So that's why I think makes it to like, me was it a good movie. Like this had to happen for the for this the following parts to happen. Yeah. Even though the initial part wasn't executed properly or greatly or or, or it was it wasn't really thought out through, but the outcome came out the way when, it should you, have. That's what it is when the director purposely wants the audience to be upset. Um, but with an intention, I think that's what can result in a really good movie. Yeah. But let's get to the Nickies. I gave it Quattro. Quattro? Quattro. Quattro. Quattro Nickies. Quattro Nickies. I give it a Tress. Tress okay. Nicky. I just think. I don't know. And that's fine. Like, a movie's no, interpretive. I, I think the I movie know. is one of the things where it's like, there might be people that absolutely hate it. There might be people that think it's the best thing since sliced bread, but. but Here's my thing. I think those would make good movies. My thing is just the pacing of it. It's like there were more pacing issues for me, mm-hmm. 
and continuity how they were paced through mm. were more my issues than the overall story and ending. Okay, that's the only thing I would have. I would have given like a, tr- a three and a half. Mid, I don't think I would have gone so four, three and a half the most, but three felt just right for me on this one. Okay, but everybody got to check it out. It's on Amazon Prime. Yeah. It's, it's uh, uh, early. It's early cinema. Uh, uh early early cinema uh, access. So as of right now, it is twenty dollars to rent it. But if it, I, I, I maybe I'm not sure how long those things last. If you give it give it a week or two, or, or I'm not sure, you might go down to the five or six dollar marker. But yeah, as of right now, it's twenty dollars to rent it. I would say if you can rent it for twenty dollars, support you know support the early cinema uh, aspect of Prime, so we can probably get better, more movies. Yeah, so it's a, a young promising woman. Young promising woman on Amazon Prime. Yep, yep. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to the latest episodes of Nerds in the City. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Nerds in the City. You can also email us at Nerds in the City Podcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think, thoughts, requests, comments, concerns, movie reviews, suggestions, or anything that we could do to increase your listening pleasure. As always, send a nerd, bring a nerd, tell a nerd. All right, everyone. See you next week. Later. <laughs>